Welcome to the Compliance Perspectives Podcast. I'm Adam Turtletow from the Society of Corporate Compliance and Ethics and Healthcare Compliance Association. Joining us today from Toledo is Shamika Alexander. Shamika is Director, Corporate Responsibility Officer at Mercy Health. And today we're going to be talking about compliance and exit interviews. Uh, first, Shamika, thank you for taking time out of the day to talk to us. Of course, Adam. Thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. I was really intrigued by this topic. Um, you know, first, let's talk about exit interviews. Who should be interviewed when conducting exit interviews? Is it everyone in the organization that could be a lot, or is it more selective than that? Right. So from a general perspective, I would say everyone that you can. Um, unfortunately, I come from a very large organization where that has never been possible. Um, so when you have an organization that's larger or you just don't have the bandwidth to interview everyone, um, there are some key individuals that I would recommend get interviewed as much as possible. A um, few examples of those would be your executive suite, so your C-suite, um, your legal and compliance personnel, for sure, um, revenue cycle staff, and your providers. Um, all of these individuals typically have functions or job responsibilities that give them a lot of insight into potential compliance issues. So that's why you want to focus on those groups. Makes a lot of sense. Now, how should the interview be set up to encourage the employees to feel comfortable speaking to you? Yes. Um, so right out the gate, I would recommend um, reaching out, reaching out, introducing yourself and making that individual feel very comfortable with the process. Um, what I typically do is I send an email letting the individual know who I am, where I work, um, what is the purpose of our meeting. I stress that everything that we're going to discuss is going to be confidential. It's a one-on-one -on -one conversation. No one else is going to be present and everything we discuss is confidential. However, their responses would be used to further investigate any potential issues that come about. Um, that's very important, I think, to say, um, because a lot of times people think you're just going to have a conversation and nothing, you know, it's not going to go anywhere. It could go somewhere, but it doesn't have to have their name attached to it. So I think that's really been really important to get individuals to feel comfortable speaking freely to me. Um, so that's something I like to do before we even schedule the interview. We, you know, as you mentioned that, uh, just something dawned on me. Does it matter where you do it? Is it better to do it in some location over another? Um, it's not, but I do. Um, I do um, let people know that they probably want to be in a place where they can talk freely. Um, with me, I'm remote right now, so everything we do is via phone or Zoom. So I'm in my office by myself um, and I let the participant know that, um, but I do recommend that that individual get into a place where they can talk um, confidentially and freely. Great. Now, what are some of the questions that would typically be good to ask? Um, so there's quite a few and I'll give you a few examples, but um, before we get into asking questions, I'd like to give the participant an idea of what we're looking for when we say compliance, because um, I think everyone, especially in healthcare, they have their own idea of what compliance is. Um, so first, I give them like the definition of compliance, what we're looking for. We're looking for those regulatory concerns primarily. However, I do allow them, I tell them, you can speak about anything though, um, but my focus is going to be compliance. So when I say compliance, this is what I mean. Um, so then some of the questions that I do ask and I recommend anyone asking are, 
Um, number one, are you aware of any compliance concerns that should be addressed? So you want to make sure you're addressing past and present compliance concerns that the participant may have experienced. Another question that I ask is, have you raised any compliance related issues that have not been addressed? So over the course of their tenure with the organization, have they ever brought up something that no one paid attention to? It didn't get escalated appropriately and it needs to have a second look. Um, have they witnessed any associate that has engaged in conduct that may be illegal or unethical? And again, this is a subjective question, so we can discuss further when they answer. And then one of the last questions I'd like to ask is how do they describe our organization's compliance culture? That just gives us room for, um, you know, feedback and opportunities for improvement if the individual feels that we can do a better job in a particular area. And then lastly, of course, I give that individual that is there anything else you'd like to discuss question that way they have the floor they can talk about anything they want to talk about whether it's compliance or not well and i like the fact that you're giving them quite a range it's everything from was there a specific incident all the way up to is there a broader cultural issue to you know as you as you noted questions that call for you know a yes no or a, a recitation of facts or opinions answer versus at the end that one last question about is there anything else because that can open the door to a lot of different conversations now uh, what are some of the subtle cues a compliance person conducting the interview should be looking for uh, not everything obviously is overt sometimes there's just little hints that you're getting so one thing I like to look for um, is the interviewee's initial statement to me. Um, oftentimes, this is a good indication of how the interview is going to go. Is that subject hesitant? Are they going to be disgruntled? What are they really looking to gain from the conversation with me? Um, it's been a lot harder to pick up on those physical cues because now we do everything with Zoom or the phone. Um, but usually I try to pick up on different voice tones. Does that person sound aggressive? Does that person sound scared, afraid? And I try to play on that um, and tailor my interview to go in a direction to make them feel more comfortable and give me the information that I may need. Well, it's a very empathetic response. And I, I think that's a wise choice so that you can really build off of what they're saying and what honestly they're not saying, but otherwise communicating. Now, for employees you don't sit down with, are there other ways to get good information from them? Oh, yes. Um, so our HR department actually sends out an exit interview survey to everyone that is leaving the organization. Um, it's an optional survey, um, and it includes a lot of HR questions, but compliance does have a section on that survey. And while we might not ask all the questions that we would for an in-person interview, we capture about five or six key questions that everyone has the opportunity to answer in writing. Um, those surveys are all reviewed and anytime there is a, I'll call it a positive um, or you know, affirmative response on the compliance questions, um, those get forwarded to the appropriate individual in the department and we're able to take a closer look at those and investigate any issues that may have risen from those responses. So it's obvious this is really a team effort here, you know, identifying who the right people are, getting time with them, figuring out who would just be somebody you wouldn't but rely on the HR survey. How do you get the support you need and coordinate all of this activity with HR and anybody else who may want to do an exit interview? Um, you're right. It is definitely a team approach um, and you have to have buy-in from your senior leaders. I think that's the most important 
thing um, when you want to accomplish anything in compliance um, beyond exit interviews. Um, so I can give you just one example. Um, recently, we started adding providers. And when I say providers, I mean physicians and APCs, advanced practice clinicians, to our exit interview process. Um, and But prior to that, we had to get the buy-in of our medical group leadership. So that meant reaching out to our medical groups, um, chief operating officers in each of our markets and just letting them know what we were doing, why we were doing it, why it's important um, and here kind of how the process would go. So they know what to expect um, and what their providers would be going through before they depart the organization. Um, I think that went really well and that helped our providers and their leaders, their direct leaders to be more responsive to us coming in and asking or requesting those interviews. And when you're talking to someone who doesn't want to really answer or just answering in monosyllables, is there a way that you found that helps to engage and get them to speak more? Sometimes. Um, so sometimes I will, um, I'll, I'll kind of keep asking questions, just ask different questions. Um, and usually reassurance, it often helps um, letting them know that, you know, you're here to help. I'm here to help you. I don't want you to leave anything off the table as we're talking. Um, just different things like that to get them to talk more. However, um, there are times where you just won't get that. And, and that's okay. Um, you've documented your exit interview and you've gotten the responses that you've gotten, um, whether they're brief or they're lengthy. Um, I take value in all of those responses. But yeah, there are some times where you just can't get that information, no matter how hard you try. Well, I, I can say from my own personal life experience, there's times I've left an organization and just wanted to tell them what was wrong. And other times I just want to be done or there really was nothing to report. So it would be expected that there would be definitely a range of willingness to respond that may be independent of compliance and ethics issues. Well, Shamika, thank you so much for sharing these insights with us. I wanna thank all of you for taking the time to listen. I'm Adam Turtletaub from SCCE and HCCA. I hope we're able to expand your compliance perspective. <laughs>